Does that mean you've made it in mind? I love you, Sasha, and I want to go wherever you go. So you'll leave the tribe? I'll leave them all and come with you. So welcome to episode 36 of Conversation on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining me on the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi with episode notes done by Matt and myself. So episode 36, the screenplay was done by Anthony Reed. It was directed by John Reed. And the episode synopsis will be read out by myself. Ryan and Celine become considerably closer as he helps her escape her newfound prison and she entrusts her secrets to him. Having decided to leave the tribe, Amber and Sasha return to the mall to find the gang in shambles. Can Amber truly leave the only family she's had since the virus struck months earlier? What? Ryan, what am I going to do? What do you want to do? I want to get out of this place. Right, so why don't you just leave? I can't. They won't let me. I owe them for food and stuff. It's like I'm their prisoner. What about me? These people, they're... They're ruthless. I'm not safe here, Ryan. Come on, I want to get you out of here. So episode 36 uh, kicks off with the the rescue. So after a rather awkward moment between them, Ryan gets his chance to shine in this episode as he breaks Celine free from her captivity. And it's in this scene that we see a range of Ryan's capabilities and motivations away from Lex. So yes, panel, um, did it surprise anyone at all at how resourceful and quick thinking Ryan can be in the heat of the moment? And what do you think of his drive to protect his friends? I think drive to protect his friends is something we've actually always seen because he does anything to protect Lex, or at least he did when he saw Lex as his friend. And Zandra. And Zandra, definitely Zandra. Mm-hmm. And he does the same thing with like the kids as well, you know, like he would do anything for any member of, of the Mall Rats, I think. I think that's just the type of person that he is. He feels like he needs to protect those around him because maybe he feels that's all he's good for, which is sad. But he's so adorable while he does it. I know. I agree. You know, it's. I'm not surprised because, as Sabine said, we've seen this from Ryan, that he's very protective in nature. And it explains a lot about he and Lex's relationship in general and why he's so dedicated to Lex. So um, I, I think the show had already done a very good job of showing the way Ryan functions before this. So it wasn't a surprise then or now. Yeah, even when him and Lex were in boot camp, he felt like he needed to step up for him, you know, for Lex and protect him and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So that just carried over. The minute Ryan thinks you're a threat to the people he cares about, he doesn't have to think about it if he has no. to take you down. There's just no thought there. It's yep. My friends, people I care about are in danger and you are a threat to them. You must go. No hard feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, basically. It, it's like his instinct kicks in. Mm-hmm. We all need a friend like Ryan. Yes. Yes, we do. But are we all deserving of a friend like Ryan? No. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta make it so deep, don't ya? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, Something that Matt noticed, um, we've seen tribes like the Nomads and the Farm Girls having a working relationship with the Locos, but 
With Rowan and Dirk, we see them scared off from pursuing Ryan and Celine when a local patrol passes. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that? I kind of had one, but I don't know if it holds up. It's just a thought, kind of an inkling that I haven't had a chance to really shore up. But okay, I was thinking, tribes like the farm girls with Alice. Alice is a physical threat to Ebony, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way Ebony is going to try and take on Alice. And we see that in the future. Yeah. She, you know, Ebony needs an army of guys. She gets rid of all the females in the locals. Like, in the beginning, you, for, you did see females within the locos. But once Zoot was gone, the girls go too. It's just Ebony and an army of, as Trudy says, bully boys running after her. And I figure when you see a tribe like Alice's tribe... Ebony can't stand up against them. Alice is fearless. She's huge. And even the boys don't want to fight her. They're terrified of her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when I look at Rowan and her little crew, Rowan is very similar to Ebony. She's a tiny little female with an army of boys at her beck and call. And I don't think she can hold up against Ebony and her army. Mm, yeah. And I don't I don't see Ebony working with another female. No, she doesn't. She doesn't mm. work with, well with females. As you see, you know, in later episodes and, and future seasons, she feels threatened by every female that, you know, she encounters, it seems like. Yeah, they're all In one way or another, yes. So maybe that's why Rowan and her little tribe don't have a working relationship with the Locos. Mm-hmm. And also, what, do, what would they have to offer them, you know? I mean, the farm girls are clear. They can offer food. Well, yeah, but Dirk has food, too. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and the Locos could very easily be like, well, this is ours now. Yeah. And just take it from them, but they haven't. So that kind of baffles me as well, as how these people have gone just doing their business there, down on the docks, you know what I mean? Without being disturbed. Yeah. They have this warehouse of food, you know? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, maybe that's why everything was so boarded up, you know? Possibly. make, Make it seem like no one was there. Possibly. And why they ran so very quickly when they saw the Locos. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the locos at this point in time have an active presence at the docks. No, no. But they were at the, uh, they had gone to the train yard by then. They were at the train yard. Mm-hmm. And so, that's so I was like, oh yeah, that's loco territory, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. But, I mean, they had multiple places all over town. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. Including at the docks, because there was this, I think it was the petrol place they had over there. I guess it's just more insight that the Marats aren't the only small tribe surviving under the radar yeah yeah you know and i think with like the nomads and the the farm girls they're not inside the city so they're not an immediate threat to the locos and their power no they can supply stuff to them no one Mm -hmm. else whereas like if they're in the city and like say the mall rats you know they're an immediate threat to 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 the power that the locos and ebony hold over the city Mm -hmm. besides we don't really we don't really know the crackdown ebony had to employ after the tribal gathering went so badly Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of relationships fractured. Mm-hmm. The nomads allowed her, 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 her slaves to escape and cause a, you know, a ruckus. <laughs> so any truce that might have been going on between mm-hmm. some of these tribes might have been dropped that day. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Ebony will tell us later that the fight nearly lost her her entire tribe. Yeah. yeah. So there was some messy fallout. It explains why the freaking car, the, the cop car is riding around. 
again. I, yeah, and I, I was thinking that we hadn't seen that in a while. So it's like, are the Locos trying to reassert their power? You mm-hmm. know, that was a bit of a surprise. That like, yeah, Ebony would allow like, any of the Locos to take that car out by yeah. themselves without her. Yeah, because she's not with them. No. Yeah, I definitely looked to see if she was, and I didn't see her. And when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, well, that's strange. I'm like, but it is the train yard, so I guess it's mm-hmm. not that strange. <laughs> it's, it's just, so yeah, surprised that she'd let something so iconic and mm-hmm. like, such a power status like symbol out mm-hmm. without her there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, people got uppity at the tribal gathering. As we saw, it didn't take much for everyone to start slinging punches. And mm-hmm. um, so now you have to prove that you're still the big bads and that they shouldn't try to take you on. Stretching your muscles, I guess. Yeah, and she doesn't want to go everywhere. She's like, go out there and patrol places, scare people, remind them that we still exist. Let me let me hide here. I'm just gonna hide. Yes, minions go. <laughs> I feel like Ebony does that a lot. Like she is a powerful person, you know, but she does hide. She lets people do her bidding. She delegates. Mm-hmm. She's a smart leader. I like that chase though. I thought it was real well done. The mm-hmm. escape out of you know Rowan and Dirk's mm-hmm. place and. I thought it was, it was well choreographed. I definitely had my laughs. I'm, I'm not going to lie, especially when Celine popped out the window and then Dirk's just slowly walking out the door. And I'm like, good Lord. <laughs> it's so that they don't have experience. Yeah, it does. It definitely it feels like this is the first time they've ever done this. You know? Like they talked about it, but they didn't know how it might play out. And right. They weren't expecting this. Yes. You're like, crap. Let's catch them. We gotta get him. But he, he just walked casually out the door as Celine ran past him. And I was just like, okay. I don't think that's what, I don't think he was expecting that that's what they were happening in the room. You know, true. You know, that's think true. about it from their point of view. They, they send Ryan in. They don't know there's a relationship between Ryan and Celine. So they just think, oh, we've already convinced this girl what she has to do. And then stuff gets a little noisy, a little rough. But all I know. He knew. He yeah. thought that Ryan was attacking Celine, you know, like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Like, you know, she's kind of ours. We have to protect our goods. <laughs> you can't tell me he couldn't move that little bitty bed that Ryan picked up with two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> they all look so scrawny. Either way, he picked it up. My, my kid could move that door. Ryan's so strong. <laughs> Ryan's the boss. Come on. <laughs> Dirk is a tiny little thing. I know, and the way he threw himself at that door. Ah, he tried. Strikes me there's nowhere safe out there. I suppose we could always... What? Go back. What, to the mall? I mean, now I know, I'd look out for you. You would? Sure. I wouldn't like let anyone pick on you or anything. And I wouldn't let anyone pick on you either. We could look out for each other. What do you say? So sticking with Ryan and Celine, um, so we yeah we see them take shelter in the abandoned train carriage, um, and it's here that they have a heart to heart and confess to each other exactly why they left the mall. Um, and though neither wants to go back, they do decide that it's a safe place for them, and they pledge to support each other. Um, yeah, Panel, what do you think about uh, the exchange that happened between the two? Because um, as though, although all the rest of the moments are kind of falling apart, the two decide that they need to stick t- together and help each other out. And I think it's good. I'm torn. I was going to say I'm torn as well. I didn't want to like start talking because I'm afraid of what I'm going to say. But I think in the moment it was nice 
they kind of pledged, you know, not themselves to each other, but more or less, you know what I mean? And it was, it was nice in the moment. And that's about as much as I can, I can say about it. But. (laughs) Go ahead. Mm. We want to hear it, honey. It's just because I know how things go in the future. You know what I mean? I know what this is setting us up for. And it bothers me. Yeah, that is hard. (laughs) Yeah. But at this point in time, it looks adorable. Yes. And that's why I said right now at this point, it is, it's, it's adorable. It's great. I'm happy for them, you know? Like, Ryan feels like he's finally got someone else that he can look after because that's what he feels he's supposed to do, you know? Yeah, so he's, he's got someone. I just love how he, like, let, laid down the law. He was like, yeah, eat this, but do not throw it out. Yes. I will be watching you. <laughs> like, yes, yes, because I was like, oh, and he will. He will be watching. He will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it was nice. In the moment, it was nice, yeah. Yes, yes. I'm two minds about it. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to go deep, but I do kind of relate to this moment a lot, on a very deep level. On the surface, I think it's quite lovely that these two people have found this connection because they're both able to give the other what the what they each really need. Ryan desperately needs someone to take care of. It is just at his core, mm-hmm. and. Celine needs to be taken care of. So I think that's lovely mm-hmm. that they mesh that yeah. way, two puzzle pieces finding each other. Mm-hmm. But there's something I found curious about it that was a little personal. Um, why Celine responded to Ryan's care so much better than she responded to Trudy's care. Uh, like, why is it that when Ryan offers to look out for her, she responds so positively compared to Trudy being such an understanding friend? And I, I thought about that. I'm like, is it because he's a guy? You know, what is so special about his magic penis that makes mm. him a better caregiver? I said than magic Trudy? penis so much today. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me think of myself growing up. Um, my, my biological father was not in my life. I didn't have a dad growing up. And I can't deny that when the one man who's supposed to love you unconditionally as a female, it can affect you at your core in ways you don't realize. And you may search for that unconditional love in another male. And I won't lie, at Celine's age, I definitely cared more about a, a male's affection than I would a, a female's affection. So I had best friends who were there for me, who would do anything for me. But sometimes their support didn't matter as much as that boy that I happened to like at the time. Um, and so when I look at Celine and the fact that she put so much stock in Ryan's support when she really did not appreciate Trudy, who Trudy tried very hard to be there for Celine and help her through this. And well, we, we see how Celine treated her. She did not appreciate that support and she threw it back in Trudy's face. And, um, but all Ryan has to do is say, here, I, I hear you, I'm listening and I'll look after you. And Celine is immediately on the road to healing. And I just thought that was very interesting, given her background of a father who left her and how she does tend to look at males and want their approval far more than the females in her life. Um, I, I, I can see that. Like, I can see where you're coming from as, as far as that goes. But I think at this point, Celine was kind of ready. I think what happened with Roanne and, and, and Dirk really showed her that she can't keep going on the way that she's going on, you know? And Trudy never said, I will look after you. She was just, I'll help you. We'll, we'll get through this together, you know? Ryan's like, I've got you. I'm going to make sure that you're cool. I will always have my eye on you, you know? 
And maybe it was because he's a, a man, you know? Um, but I don't think she was ready to get help when Trudy offered it. I think she thought she could handle it. And then it got out of hand, you know? And now she's like, I have no choice. I have to do something. It's almost like her rock bottom. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Really good point. Yes. I do wonder, though, if um, Trudy's previous mental state has something to do with Celine unable to accept help from her. It, uh, it might. It might be that, or it might be their relationship in general, how strained it always has been. I mean, if it had been Bray who told her, look, it's okay, I'll help you, she'd, she'd have jumped at that. Oh, for sure. But I feel like maybe even if Amber would have said, hey, let, we can do this, it's going to be fine, she would have been more, more willing to do it than, than, yeah, Trudy, you're right. Because they have a complicated history. Mm-hmm. She left her to die, I mean. Yeah. She left her to die. Trudy was mental mentally unstable enough to want to die. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's not the poster child for helping someone get through mental issues or medical issues or whatever. Yeah, you guys are probably right. I was just, I, like I said, I even pointed out, like, this, I might be looking too deeply into it because I feel it on a personal level. But you're also very true. Like, what you're saying yeah. is very true. You know, I know many people, you know, like, in my real life, that, that were, were that way, you know? I, and when I was younger, was more prone to be like, oh, okay, well, this guy likes me. I'm going to listen to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, so, yeah, I can absolutely see where you're coming from. I just feel like, at this point, she definitely was a lot more ready to get the help. She realized there was no more. She couldn't do that anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, she did get to see how bad her, it could get. Mm-hmm. And if Ryan hadn't been there to save her, if it wouldn't have been Ryan that walked in that door, you know she what I mean? She was ready to do it. She I know she was. I know. I know. And that makes me sad, you know, mm-hmm. for her. Uh, it's just like, it was Ryan of all people. So, of course, she's going to instantly latch on to that, you know, because he saved her. He rescued her. That's true. That's true. There's a different kind of bond there. At her lowest, at her lowest point, he was the rope that came into the well. You know. Now, had it been Trudy that had been there, maybe it would have been different. You know, maybe yeah. she would have also been more keen to listen to her and to accept her help. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. Definitely. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just because it's a, it's a cute boy. You know, <laughs> like. I, mean, I don't want to diminish their connection. No, yeah, that, no, yeah. I still think it's quite deep, and it can be hard to look back at it retrospectively, knowing where the relationship goes. But yeah, I, I agree. I do believe that there's something beautiful about this connection because, again, it's two people who are need something specific, and each of them are able to give it to each other mm-hmm. at this time. Yep. He needs someone to look after. She needs someone to look after her. And it works. And let's not forget, she's seen how Ryan was about Sandra. How protective he was. Oh, yeah. She absolutely saw how attentive he was with her. And she didn't get that attentiveness from Bray. No. It's true. She definitely has proof that if Ryan Mm -hmm. says, I will look after you. He's gonna. Mm -hmm. He means everything he says. Yeah. Ryan's the only one she hasn't kind of clashed with actually so far it's, it's true it's true <laughs> not since the piano no but even then she i think even then her reaction was just like god you're an idiot like <laughs> you know could you be like come on <laughs> come on see he had a point there was no use in her playing the piano 
made the kids happy. I mean, yeah. I could understand. Well, no. let's, not, let's not do this. <laughs> if you want to be quiet, you don't play in a piano in a building that will echo. Uh, <laughs> but none of them are quiet anyway. <sighs> There's a baby screaming most of the time. Maggie, Maggie, don't feed the trolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, so I'm like, I can't do this. Just stop. Just stop. Oh, I'm hungry. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Save your energy for the next topic, because I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I knew this. I knew this was going to get bad. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's do this. Everyone, okay. <laughs> Alright, so, regardless of his feelings about Trudy, <laughs> panel, what do you think about Bray's admission to her that he won't be around for much longer and that he basically will not stay to look out for Brady's future? Uh-huh. I don't have the energy, guys. I don't have it. Why? Why, Why can't his face? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> I was like, this is going to be so bad. I was always going to this episode, I was like, Bray. Right, I don't have the energy for you. Okay. I know, like, I'm watching so, him. I'm pretty, pretty sure I literally facepalmed a few times, and then I, like, was copying his facial expressions, and I'm just like, this is, this is too much. Like, he's throwing a literal temper tantrum. Like, the way that he scout, no, I, no, I won't. I won't look after Brady. You can't make me. Like, what the heck, dude? <sighs> I can't even stick up for him. Like, I can't even. I have defended Bray through many of his emotional upheavals <sighs> and the times when he's had to leave and deal with some emotional thing. I've been there. I've had his back. Okay. You can go back and check him. I've defended Bray a lot when it comes to just how much is on his shoulders, how much is expected of him and how, you know, he's paying for a mistake his brother made. And that was not yeah. fair. I've defended him through his whole thing with Trudy and how none of that was fair. He was not responsible for her, blah, blah, blah. And if, if Bray had to leave the mall because this was all just too much, I'd get it. It's yeah. kind of like a Spider-Man 2 thing. Like, dude, you just need to live your life. You don't need to be a superhero. Go do what you got to do. But this is literally a tantrum because he did. He missed out on a girl. And I just, I don't... Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I couldn't. Like, his facial expressions alone. Like, I'm like, dude, nobody's going to ever take you seriously ever again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you've lost your man card and I'm cool with it. Like, I cannot defend him this episode. No. And that bothers me. <laughs> I know it does. Like, you threw your niece under the bus, for Pete's sake. Oh. You don't give a crap what happens to her because you didn't get the girl. And whose fault is that, Bray? Whose fault is that? Yeah, he and I think it was the way he said no to her about watching her was just uncalled for. So, yeah, I just, I don't have the energy. I don't really have anything. I'm like, okay, then go. Mm -hmm. then just leave. <sighs> how sad it is that he just won't stay to protect his niece's future yeah yeah no i but it also, at the same time i'm also not surprised i am not surprised by the way that he he behaved in that situation especially with trudy uh i'm really glad she said what she said though mm -hmm. about him having all the time in the world to get it together and he didn't do it he literally looked at her like a, like he was a brat he was being a brat he was mm. being a bratty child. That's what it was. He was a bigger brat than Jack normally is. Yeah. I guess that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I will honestly say I do like Bray more than I like Jack, so <laughs> that's debatable uh, for me. 
Jack used to be my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on who, who you ask in this episode. If you ask Del, Jack's much worse. No, I, I just, I do feel bad for Trudy because, I mean, she's at least trying to keep things together. And again, there are some people who actually, they have an excuse. They're busy doing other stuff, but Bray just doesn't have an excuse for his behavior. I, I get it. You're sad that you didn't get Amber. I'm sorry that you didn't get her. Sure, I get it. You're a kid and you were afraid to tell her how you felt, but you don't need to treat just the way you're treating people. It's not okay. And it's not okay to take this out on Trudy. And she's not even asking you to do much, you know, um, wash a dish or at least do your guard duty, you know, appropriately and stand by the door where someone might yeah. come in and kill your niece. Could you do, could you just try that with, you yeah. know, you can still sit there and pout with your coffee. She's just asking you to sit and pout downstairs with yeah, your and coffee. Yeah, he, and he wants to claim to be, you know, the responsible one in the, in the, in, in the tribe. Right. And that's how he's behaving. He's supposed to be the oldest, the oldest boy there, and this is how he's acting. It bothers me because he does have a high and mighty attitude mm-hmm. about what he brings to the group and how much more mature he is than everybody else. And... I'm just like, I don't have any energy anymore. When my son gets like this, I just stare at him like, really? And he knows, he knows. He, as soon as he gets the, the thousand yard stare, <laughs> <laughs> he knows that I'm literally saying, I no longer care about your problems. <laughs> I don't give a crap anymore. <laughs> I run out of cares, my darling. <laughs> you got no more things to give. I am out of love to give today. <laughs> yes. I love you, but I can't anymore. <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> so, like, I'm not even mad at Bray. I just got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. That's like, that's like I said, I couldn't. I'm like, this is going to be a bad episode. Oh, man. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, I just can't. I cannot defend this man right now. And then he's acting that way, going off that, no, he's not doing anything. He's not going to help Trudy. And then you have that moment when Sasha and Amber come in, and Amber instantly goes off at Trudy for not having everything in perfect order. Oh, man. The amount of times that Trudy should have slapped someone this episode. Mm-hmm. She's grown. Mm-hmm. I'd knock or Tysan out. Mm-hmm. It is sad that she immediately goes to a female and says, how come you haven't had this under control? Yeah. And it's like, Trudy's not one of the leaders. No, <laughs> you should she's be not. directing this at your, you know, your leader who's sitting there at the table right next to Trudy. That's who you should be saying this to. And I mean, Amber eventually realizes that, oh, Trudy has been working her butt off to keep yeah. everything together, but she's been all on her own. Uh, but it's just that one comment Amber makes just annoys me that... Trudy tells her Brady's not been very well. And Amber instantly goes, well, no wonder. Goodness knows what she could have picked up from around here. She's not saying that in reference to Trudy. No, she's she's, saying that the, yeah. she's saying, no wonder the baby might be sick. Look at this place. But she's not blaming Trudy for that. But uh, Trudy, at this point, I feel like she could have taken it that way. Yeah. Especially since, you know, the way Tysan's been talking to her all day. Mm-hmm. But Trudy handles it well. She explains herself. She does. Makes it very clear. Look, I've been trying my butt off to keep this place running together. Mm-hmm. You deserved a holiday. You took care of me. I tried to take care of this place, but I'm literally the only one. And mm-hmm. once Amber gets that, she's like, okay, Trudy has her hands full. What about you, Bray? What's going on with you? You know? Yep. So she, you know, she comes in with a misunderstanding. Trudy clears it up and Amber directs her ire where it needs to go. Yeah. At the sulky man child. Like, you're one of the leaders. What are you doing? Yeah. Lex at least has an excuse. He is on his honeymoon. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lex. 
Uh, nobody was expecting Lex to help out after the wedding. No. The rest of you, come on, you guys. Get off your butts. Yeah, and, and it's not like Amber could have known that Celine took off, Ryan took off. Well, yeah, when, you know, Trudy said, you know, Celine's not here, Ryan's not here, that's when Amber's demeanor inst- instantly changes with Trudy. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, okay, you know, and then... It hits yeah. her. You've been doing this all by yourself? What the fuck yep. is happening in this place? <laughs> she doesn't yep. even question where Tyson is because she knows Tyson is yeah. capable of being useful like that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's also the thing. Amber's coming in, and she's already got in her head who she can kind of count on to keep mm-hmm. the place running. So mm-hmm. it's probably why she did approach Trudy, because she could see Trudy as one of the people who would keep this place running, only to find out that Trudy was the only one trying to keep mm-hmm. anything running. And was like, yeah. are you serious? What is wrong with all of you people? Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't say anything to Dal. You know, she, yeah, she just, eh. And, and the moments he mentions, well, Sandra and Lex have both been cooking things. You know, <laughs> the look mm. Amber has is like, oh, yeah, that explains a lot. Those two in a the kitchen. Mm. There's something incredibly depressing about the tail end of this episode. Um, <sighs> when you realize just how much has been put on Amber's shoulders. I know a lot of people give her flack mm. for being bossy or being a know-it-all or whatever they want to call her. But, I mean... When you see what everybody expects Amber to do and how much they expect Amber to carry them and keep everything running, Amber literally left for a weekend and the whole mm-hmm. place fell apart. Nobody got off their butts. Only like a couple people actually tried to keep this place running. All it took was three days of Amber taking some time to herself and these jerk-offs just sat around doing nothing and I just, it bothers me. It's that- sad. All this weight is put on this girl mm-hmm. and people basically telling her she's not allowed to leave and pursue any of her own happiness because, oh, we can't take care of ourselves without you. And then you have someone like Tysan saying, oh, Amber's right. We need to take care of ourselves. And it's like, Amber, I mean, Tysan, what have you done to yeah. help anybody in the last three days? Some yoga with the girls. They were hungry. Tysan, just give them breakfast. Okay. Tell Trudy that her negative attitude is horrible. Like, what the heck? You know what I mean? It just depresses me so much. For me, it was sad, the realization on Amber's face when she finally realizes that she can't go. She can't go. She can't go live her life or do something that would make her happy because these lemmings would go off of a cliff without her Mm. and that they'll still complain to her the whole way. But see, that's that's still important to her, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's important to her to take care of these people, even if, you know, they are taking advantage. Um, And I don't think Sasha grasps that. Because he just keeps saying, don't. No. No. That's a thing. You know? I feel like Sasha does grasp that. Dude, don't you get it? They're taking advantage of you, Amber. Mm-hmm. Stop letting them do it. And I do agree, though. He doesn't get how important it is to no, her. No. And for me, it comes off as borderline manipulative the way that he tries to convince her to go. But I, at least I feel like Sasha's thinking of her best interest. He may, is even he or is he thinking of his best interests? If he is thinking, if he is using emotional manipulation, he is at least thinking of what would make Amber happy. Staying in that mall isn't going to make her happy. It may be no, but also leaving isn't going to make her happy either. But if she'd be happier with him, yeah. you know, than she would staying with these un- for a couple weeks. Yeah, but he has a point. You know, even when he points out the fact she's not your mother, she's entitled to a life of her own. Yes. No, she absolutely is. I 100% agree with what you guys are saying. I understand what you're saying. It is true. He has an agenda. He wants Amber with him. 
and he isn't willing to give up. What and, and he doesn't care who gets dead. hurt in the end over it. But like, he's not realizing how important like she is to these people and how important these people are to her. But I also feel like if I were Sasha and I was looking at this situation from the outside, I would see somebody I had an affection for being taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, get out of there. You know what I mean? And I would I would be very impatient. Like, no, no, you don't need to put up with this anymore. And I've, I've had friends in situations like this. And yes, I've been <laughs> to Sasha where it's just like, no, you need to get out of there. You can't let them do this to you anymore. Stop letting them pull you in. And I've had those friends being like, they need me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, uh, no, don't let them do that to you. I might be one of those friends. I don't know. <laughs> I might be one of those who keep luring people back in. <laughs> It, just, it makes me sad. It, I guess it, it's hard because I know retrospectively, mm -hmm. these people are not going to be grateful for what she gave up for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're giving her all the sad looks. Like, oh, you're leaving us? We don't know what we're going to do. I feel bad for the kids. They're the only ones I really felt bad for. I guess, you know, for me, I think, like, she's telling him how important it is that she be at the mall and how important things are. And he's just not listening to her. Yeah. And that's what bothers me. If he did love her, I, I, why not give her a chance? Like, he wanted to get her out of that mall. Because he just says it does. Yeah, he just says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't he matter. wants to get her out of that mall. It doesn't matter. But it, matter, it matters to her. And that's why it bothers me. The way that he is so pushy. It's really hard to watch someone you care about be used by somebody. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, it's like if they're dating someone who's a druggie. And they're using it for money and just, you, you want to get this person you care about away from them as hard as you can. And I guess I do lean more towards Sasha in that because when I look at Amber in the tribe, I do see someone being used and I'm like, no, Amber, just go be happy, sweetie. What is, it, this is not healthy for you. What's happening here? I get it's important to you, but this isn't healthy and it's not going to make you happy. You are eventually going to run away from it. I, uh, but I agree at the same time. Sasha is ignoring what she's basically screaming in his face. Yes. And that's why that situation bothers me so much. I think it's because I was ignored for so long. You know what I mean? And to like have him, like she's telling him, no, this is what I need to do. And he's just like, but you don't need to do that. You don't need to. He can't tell her what she needs. You know? And it's, it's what makes it so depressing. And she, I don't genuinely believe that two weeks down the line, if she were to have left with him, she would be happy. I don't believe that she would because he had no plan. She needs some semblance of a plan and he had nothing to give her. I think Sasha should have still met her halfway. Yes. Thank you. The fact that he was able to leave so easily, mm -hmm. no question, you know, tells me that it was Amber who was the one who was going to have to make all the sacrifices for this yep. relationship mm -hmm. to work. And as much as I like Sasha, and I really do, and I think he would have done everything he could have to make Amber happy, there were just some places he was never going to be able to meet her. And mm -hmm. he couldn't even give her a day at the mall to make peace with it. Yeah. He was just like, no question a minute. She said, I can't leave, Sasha. I can't do it. He doesn't even have a moment of indecision. Like, well, I can't leave without you because I'm, I'm in love with you. He's just like, yep. okay, bye. You know, he was just gone. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and, that's, and, that, and that's another thing. Like, how much could he have really genuinely cared for her if he so very easily just walked away like that? 
and relationships where like one person has to give up everything uh-huh. they don't work they don't no, they don't they do not work at all <laughs> okay this is basically eric and ariel she has to give up the sea and her entire family to be with him and live as a whole new species and he has to choose between a redhead and a brunette like oh it's so hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> not even a Second to second guess yourself, Sasha. You can leave that easily. You want her with you so bad, but you don't even think for a second, oh, maybe I'll stay for a little while or anything. Nah, he's gone. He doesn't even look back. That's what I mean. Like, he didn't, he wasn't willing to do this on her time. It had to be on his time or no time at all. That's true. Like, and and a decision like this for for someone like Amber, she needs some time. Yes, yes, I agree. She can't just pick up and go. She tried. She tried. But you see that she can't do that because it's not who she is. And that's why I don't believe that she would have been happy with him because that's not who she is as a person. I think he just really wanted to get her away from that. And he knew the longer he would let her stay, the smaller the chance he would go with him. He didn't even, I mean, he tried, but he didn't try. Once she decided, no, I think I need to stay, he could have been like, okay, well, I don't need to leave right this moment. Yeah, I think we're all I think we're all right about this. Like I I do believe that Sasha does care about Amber and he wants her to be happy and it can't be easy watching the mall rats take advantage of her and seeing the stress it puts on her. He, he gets to take her away and see how happy she is, how lighthearted she is, and he's thinking, I can give that to her. I'm better for her. But in the end, you guys are right. He's expecting her to completely give up her life with very little time to think about it or commit to that. And he's mm-hmm. Willing to meet her halfway. He's just like, well, and it's like, why are you in such a hurry? Do you have an appointment, Sasha? Yeah, yeah. Are you meeting the horse somewhere in the West? Like, what is happening here that you have to go right now? (laughs) You can't give this girl a week to deal with saying goodbye. (laughs) But we we already saw that when he was reluctant to go back to the mall to say goodbye. Because we already knew in that moment if she would set foot in that mall. He wasn't getting her out of there. Okay, but then, but then there he should know she's not going to be happy with me. Mm-hmm. I think he's convinced that um, Amber just simply thinks she needs this thing, and he thinks he knows better. That's and that's my biggest issue is he thinks that he knows what she needs, and he's he he can't no 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 he's not allowed to tell her what to do, and that's what he's been doing, and that's why it bothers me so much. That's why the dynamic bothers me so much. It's basically like she's telling him one thing and he's pretty much just like, oh, I, I don't care, but this is what you need. This is what you, you need to do, you know? So it's like what we said last time. It, this doesn't work because Sasha isn't willing to meet her halfway. Like she's willing to meet him halfway and try to get out of her comfort zone, but he's not willing to meet her there. Um, he, yeah. does make, he makes efforts, but yeah, it, he needs to get out of the mall. He needs to get away from there and he wants her with him and he, yeah, he can't, he can't go back there. It, I don't know. It just makes him very uncomfortable. And it still breaks my heart, though. It breaks my heart for Amber. And uh, to watch her happiness walk away. Yeah, it's sad. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, but I also think it's best that he went now instead of drawing it out. Yeah, it wouldn't have done either of them any good. No. I mean, Amber wasn't even willing to leave to go with Dal to start mm-hmm. the life that they were going, that they had planned to start together, you know? Sasha's behavior. Um... I know he's touching a bit, but what do you, how do you think his, what do you think of his behavior when they returned to the mall? Because, so do you think this was like the real Sasha? Like the mask was falling off and. No, I don't think Sasha's a horrible person, 
but I definitely think that like he was like, okay, we're leaving. I don't have to to do this or do this, you know, or that anymore. I don't have to play with the kids. I don't, you know, we're going to leave. So either he was, you know, just not caring how they felt about him or he was trying to cut his own feelings off from these people. Mm-hmm. Or did he ever care? Was it all an act? I think he cared, but not yeah. on a deep level. Again, yeah. he's, he's like a br- summer breeze. You know what I mean? It caresses your face, um, but it doesn't dry your tears. It doesn't stay around long enough for that. And I, I don't think Sasha's like, oh, I don't give a crap about you people anymore because mm-hmm. I got Amber. It's more like, you guys need to stop taking advantage of this woman I'm totally into. I need to get her out of here. I think she'll be happier if I take her out of here. I'm mm-hmm. ready to go. It was really nice. I enjoyed my time with you, but... um. I don't think he enjoys the way they're heaping all this guilt onto Amber. Um, I wouldn't like it if I were Sasha. Again, I'm not saying that all his moments are purely altruistic. They barely know each other. That's my biggest I know, issue. I'm, I'm just saying that if I were him, I w- if this is what I saw, if this is how I interpreted this relationship between Amber and her tribe, and you can't deny they do take advantage of her. Mm-hmm. Laying on the guilt here. Um, expecting Amber to, oh, we can't survive without you. And it's like, no, you could. You just don't want to lift your freaking hands to do anything. And you're expecting me to carry all that weight. If I were him, I would just be like, I wouldn't want to drag on the goodbyes because I would feel like they're manipulating her. That's what it seems to me that Sasha's yeah. feeling. You know, like, mm-hmm. okay, you guys need to stop. And again, it's, I'm not saying it's altruistic entirely. He wants her to come with him. He certainly doesn't want her to stay behind out of guilt that these guys are piling on her. Like, please don't leave us, Amber. Don't go. And he can see her starting to cave. And he's like, Amber, come on. You already agreed. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Don't do this. It's like inviting someone to go somewhere with you. And, and then suddenly their babysitter's like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. And you're like, no, 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 don't, don't, you, you we can still go out they'll be fine without you just come on let's go and yeah that's just i imagine that's how he sees it um i don't think it's like oh he peeled off his mask and suddenly we have a sasha who never at all i don't think that is the case i know but i mean like you gotta look at the the way the tribe's feeling too this guy comes in and all of a sudden he's taking away amber you know what i mean out of nowhere this man that they don't know just came in and took one of the most important people away from them they're allowed to be upset and they're allowed you know to tell her how much they think that they need her like, because those kids genuinely believe that they need her. You know what I mean? Chloe literally fell apart the next day without Amber around. I totally feel for Patsy and Chloe. They're the only ones I feel sorry for. Because they literally really are children. And Amber has been a mother to them. And she's the one who keeps this place together. I'm, I don't feel bad for any of the rest of them. I know it's <laughs> terrible. Maybe it's terrible. But I'm used to having to be the responsible person in my group. Yeah, I'm me too. There's a part of me that has a little less tolerance. Like, get your together okay and um the only ones i feel bad for are patsy and chloe i don't even feel bad for dal he deserted amber so he doesn't mm. have a, he doesn't have any right to be sad if she wants to leave. <laughs> well that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about patsy saying you know you can't leave we need you like patsy and chloe i get it i completely understand their panic because they're looking around like the rest of these people do not have it together amber mm-hmm. please don't leave us with them please yeah do not leave us with them Everybody else, I don't give a crap. I really don't. I'm like, no, Amber, just go live your life and be happy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could have been like, you, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and run off into the sunset with a stranger you don't know. I'm go not saying it. that any of them you know? should have or would mm-hmm. have. I'm not. I'm not even saying the way they feel is unnatural. I'm simply saying I don't care that they feel that way. Um, 
but the way they feel is completely understandable. Why would they want Amber to leave? She's the one person who keeps the place going, and they've all witnessed it fall apart in her absence. She was the one who wanted to form the tribe, you know? And, uh, yeah. I do think his jab at Bray was personal, though. Oh, absolutely. I think it was about time, too. Yes, it was, because Bray has just been nothing but nasty to him, and so Mm -hmm. Sasha's just like, get over it, dude. Okay? I showed up if you really had a chance with her you would have already been with her so yeah don't don't sleep on my game baby <laughs> and, and and so i get it i mean bray has been nothing but nasty to sasha so i don't blame him for saying you know what i ain't playing your games anymore and being nice to you it's just a bummer of an episode and there are no winners that's just how mm-hmm. i feel bums me out freaking depressing <laughs> episode was something <laughs> <laughs> like I know this relationship was doomed, but dad, like it couldn't end with a a happy thanks for the time we shared. Nah, I mean someone was happy. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes me angry because I'm sorry. That's not I love. Know. That I is know. not love. I know. I looked at his face and I was like, "What the heck, Bray?" Like, no, man, no. You cannot be happy that she's hurt. Yes, like, when you love somebody, seeing them in pain shouldn't put a smile on your face. No, it shouldn't. You sack of gosa. I just, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, but then again, think back to when you were younger. If the person you wanted to be with was finally free of, well, whoever they were dating, so you would have a shot, would you have reacted any differently than Brandon? I'm not saying that his reaction is unrealistic. It's just gross. It's just not love. That isn't love. When you love somebody, no matter how much it hurts, when you really love them, you want them to be happy, even if it's not with you. You do not rejoice at their pain. Yeah. That's not love. I'm sorry. That's bitterness. Okay. Because he is a bitter man. Mm -hmm. A a bitter man boy. It would have been way better if they'd shown him just looking thoughtful. Like, you know, he observes what happens. We haven't got a thoughtful look out of Bray in a while. But looking gleeful, like that, that freaking Joker grin on his face while she's crying and walking back. Because he off. knew. He knew she was never going to be able to leave. And it's like, wow, that's not love, Bray. That's possession and bitterness. And I don't like you right now. <laughs> <at all. laughs> I don't think Amber would have remained happy with Sasha. I've already made no. their relationship didn't have longevity, but I don't feel like this was the way Amber should have. I don't feel like this is how it should have ended, you know? But I also don't feel like she should have abandoned everybody that she cared about for a boy. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't think she was doing it for a boy. It's more like she was doing it for what would make her happy. And, and being happy would be running off with the boy because she never would have thought to run off. If it weren't for Sasha, she was coming in and happiness. It just happened to be a boy who was bringing it to her life. Mm-hmm. I'm but just saying, like she wouldn't have ever thought to leave. You because know she wouldn't I mean? have known it would have made that her happy. leaving would have. But I don't think leaving would have made her happy. I but really it has, do not. It does in the future that she, she didn't? She. But that's an entirely different situation. <laughs> you can't even compare the two. You can't even compare future. the two. Amber no, you realizes even, running away makes no, her very happy. You can't even compare the two. Those are two totally different situations. I don't know. I mean... They are. Absolutely they are. She didn't have someone in her ear manipul- manipulating her in the way that she was in the future. 
Okay. In the future, she she runs away because some evil cow shows her a picture, tells her a story, makes her believe that the guy she wants isn't fair. At least with Sasha, she was chasing her own happiness at first and not running away from, well, drama that wasn't even true. All I can say is it just makes me sad that this is the way it had to end. I, I do wish that Amber and Sasha had parted on better terms mm-hmm. rather than it becoming a choice for Amber. With the, the it was always going to be a choice. I, I wish it was one she could have been more at peace with. You know yes. what I mean? Because she's not at peace with this this choice and it brings her a lot of pain. And I don't like seeing her in this kind of pain. And um, yeah, so I just, I wish it had ended. I knew it was going to end. You know, it was inevitable. They want different things in life, and that's fine. I just wish it could have ended better for both mm-hmm. of them, especially for Amber. That's all I'm asking. I just wish it didn't have to be like this. I wish that Sasha could have stuck around for a little bit, and and the 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 fire faded. You know what I mean? Like that that would have been fine. I could have handled that, but this just makes me really sad. It makes me really freaking sad, you guys. <laughs> So that brings the episode to a close. Thank you very much to the panel and we'll see you next time for episode 37. So until then, bye. 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 Bye.